And then you also have multi-state operators from retail and for brands that are looking for people in different places and trying to get manufacturing going. So all of these things offer opportunities for putting companies together that don't necessarily have the capital to grow into those new markets on their own. But with a joint venture, then it could happen a lot quicker. They could get brand equity in different states and, and that could really be a, a huge growth accelerator. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with two more former guests, Jordan Tritt and Scott Berman from Panther Opportunity Funds. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dan. Great to have you back. We have a lot to talk about. So much has changed since you were last year, but before we get into it, let's quickly get everybody up to speed. Panther originally started by investing in ancillary businesses and involved into investing in non-plant touching and plant touching businesses. And I guess the way I've always sort of categorized you is being more cautious or more on the conservative side of the investor scale, because you have really strict criteria in your investments. If, for instance, you avoid early stage deals and you look for companies that have over a million in revenue with strong management teams that have gone through exits. Last year, you look conservative. This year, you look like geniuses. Jordan, how have your portfolio companies weathered this storm? Yeah, Dan, so you bring up a couple uh, key points in terms of the criteria that we looked at for these companies. And when I think about the last year, the one thing that really stands out in terms of being able to weather the storms, be it COVID, before that, there was the vaping crisis alongside with tightness because of capital markets. So all those things continue to present challenges to businesses in the space. Again, when I look at what has allowed our investments to really withstand some of these challenges, I look at the strength of the management team. Scott? I agree with Jordan that the company's leadership has made a big difference, especially in how they're conserving cash and planning financially for things like COVID or downturns in business. Ironically, we've seen an uptick in growth in many areas where cannabis is now essential in many states. And so the ancillary businesses that we are behind, such as text testing, they're going strong. Cannabis is flowing in many different cities now. So many of the companies that we've invested in are growing along with the market. We've been lucky that many of our companies have not suffered from what's happening in retail or cultivation and really aren't subject to price fluctuations as much as uh, some other sectors. Yeah, I've heard that from other people that we've talked to, too. But one of the things that they followed that up with is that even though some of the companies have gotten stronger, their valuations have either stayed the same or maybe even in some cases gone down. Do you guys offer debt, which is different than a lot of other VCs? Are you finding that a lot more of these companies are interested in debt financing than they were before the crisis? Yeah, I, I would say that there's definitely a, an interest in debt, especially for some sort of bridge financing. We've participated in probably three or four different debt transactions over the last year where primarily it was to utilize as a bridge to get to a next round of financing. I would agree also in terms of valuations 
that largely valuations have come down. You know, we still had cash on hand. We have funded a few different investments this year. So we've taken advantage of some of the depressed valuations. And so as a fund, we've progressed along with it. Yeah, a few years ago, many of these valuations were pretty high in our estimation. And the realities of the market are now these companies are two and three years old and they realize they're not going to do 10 million and then 40 million the next year. That's okay, though, because they are the fundamentals of the good companies are winning out and we can see long term growth, as Jordan said, in many of these sectors. The lower valuations are also offering opportunities for us to get in and maybe put companies together in a roll-up opportunity or a merger when the valuations now are, make more sense for something like that to happen. So it is creating more opportunity. And the fact that we're in most of these things for the long haul, slight backwards movement doesn't bother us too much right now. You know, you're the first person that's talked to me about the increased opportunities for mergers and acquisitions. I've always felt that that was the case. It was tough to get a deal done because if your valuation is really high, it's hard to put everything together. But if they're reasonable, I think it makes more sense. Is that kind of the case Is what you're seeing? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. That is the case. You know, the other thing is we've now been in this space for six years. So we've seen the evolution, having that vantage point of six years of experience where you, know, you can see certain companies really proving out. Like for instance, in the point of sale, we had talked at the inception of our fund, how there were too many point of sales companies to know who to really go with. And so for us, we never felt like we could get behind that. But now there are definitely companies that have set themselves apart in, in the point of sale space. Same thing in ad tech, which Scott's background is in ad tech. So we're heavily focused on that area. There are companies that have coverage regionally as a standalone entity, it's pretty clear, having seen their progression, that they're not going to get to where they want to be going at it alone. So there's cases where it just naturally makes sense. And now that the industry has progressed a little bit, I think we have the vantage point to be able to look at those and strategically say, where do we want to focus our efforts? So it's a combination of pricing as well as specific opportunities that we're looking at. Yeah, and I would add, I think growing into new markets is really important for many of these companies that are doing well in one region. For example, they might be selling well in Northern California and they want to get down to LA and San Diego and they need a team and they need infrastructure and marketing in different places. And then you also have multi-state operators from retail and for brands that are looking for people in different places and trying to get manufacturing going. So all of these things offer opportunities for putting companies together that don't necessarily have the capital to grow into those new markets on their own. But with a joint venture, then it could happen a lot quicker. They could get brand equity in different states and, and that could really be a, a huge growth accelerator. Pretty much everything that you're saying is coming back to the same point that now is a good time for people to invest in cannabis. I just think that's just the, the overwhelming theme from everybody that I've spoken to is that now is the time. If you want to invest, now is the time. What are some of the advantages of working with a fund like Panther? Yeah, that's a good question, Dan. So I think when I look at where our competitive advantages are, one thing certainly is time. I've talked about our experience having at the vantage point of understanding where this industry has been and where it's heading. Another thing is we have 35 investments and it's probably across 20 different sectors. 
And we're starting to see some of those sectors coalesce. For instance, we have an investment in a company that puts QR codes on packaging, and their focus is around helping brands get more market exposure to the end consumer, as well as being able to have a link to the individual certificate of authenticity. And lastly, to be able to authenticate that this is a real product. So now we're now starting to see situations where a software company is actually a good complement to a robotics company that's doing filling for cartridges and sealing caps because in both of these companies, their ethos is to want to bring transparency and educate consumers. So us having that vantage point and having invested in a bunch of different companies allows us to really look at interesting strategic opportunities as well as obviously plays into the future M&A that we were just speaking about. I think something else that's important is just our general presence in the industry. We serve on boards. We advise different companies. We also speak to many other VCs in the space. We're on different cap tables and we have regular conversations with our friends and we find out like what they think are the best deals. And so we share a lot of information with top VCs in the space and that gives us even more insight into what's going on. I would also add that partly because of our backgrounds and and the time that we've spent in the space and also being uh, in healthcare, and Jordan's financial background and my background in advertising and marketing, David's background in mergers and and VC. And so that also helps because a lot of things that we're seeing in the cannabis space today are things that we've all seen in in our other careers. So I think that's part of our advantage. And also we just stay active. You know, we're on social media, we're reading a lot, and we try and stay plugged in. And we, we listen to you too, Dan, when that helps us learn a lot of things. <laughs> that was a great answer, Scott. Great answer. There you go. <laughs> well, if anybody wants more information about Panther Opportunity Funds, I have their links in the show notes. We also have it on mjbulls.com. Just reach out to them. I know they'll be happy to speak with you. Jordan, Scott, thanks for doing this today. Thanks, thanks a lot, Dan. We appreciate us, it. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.